Welcome to Union Power Coaching. Piecing purpose and strength together. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Union Power Coaching Podcast with me, Mike Turnpenny, where each week we look at ways to live happier, healthier and more productive lives. Thank you to everybody that listened last week to the podcast as well as the midweek meditation. They received the most plays so far in the series of, I believe, 10 or 11 episodes now, which is uh, has gone really, really quickly. So it means so much to me. Thank you ever so much. I'm very, very grateful. Please do keep listening. Please do keep supporting by liking, sharing and subscribing. You know the drill. Thank you ever, ever so much. This week, I'm going to talk about how we can positively react to disappointments and setbacks how we can always try to spot the silver lining, see that silver lining, however thin it may be, how we can look at the possibilities and new doors that open in disappointment and not just focus on that one door that has been disappointingly closed on us. So the reason for this is because it's so easy for us to focus on the feeling of disappointment, to allow that feeling to cloud our judgment and guide how we respond so now like why don't you think about an experience an experience that you've had recently or maybe the first one that comes to your mind where something happened that at the time it was the worst possible thing that could possibly happen to you but after some time with some retrospect you realize that it either wasn't such a big deal after all or in fact that it actually served you in a way that was actually really really beneficial Because sometimes a setback actually gives us a chance to improve something. It might come at a time that's maybe not ideal or not particularly convenient, but there's never really or truly a perfect time for anything, whether it's good or bad. So in most cases, the most important thing is to be accustomed to practicing accepting what comes our way, playing the cards that we're dealt and really, really trying to make the best of it. Because if we overanalyze a situation and blow up the importance of unimportant or irrelevant aspects of that situation, we trick ourselves into thinking that we somehow or in some way we've been done wrong. And a simple example of this that I can think of off the top of my head is like, if you're going out with a friend and they cancel at the last minute for, for one reason or another, and we get more annoyed because we showered. Um, we ironed our shirt, we did our hair and so on. Really though, that doesn't matter one bit. So what? Our friend won't uncancel just because we put some gel in our hair. You know, like it's the small details. We need to keep them small. Think of the positives. You know, we had a shower. We feel good. We look good. We can enjoy this feeling on our own. We haven't got to wait until we have plans to feel nice. So in that simple situation, we need to focus on, okay, the plan's been cancelled. That's a shame move on, not nitpick the smaller details that really are not important to the grand scheme of things. So on today's podcast, I'm going to share two examples that will interconnect. And the first one I want to share is back in 2018, I was working in a hostel in my home city of Brighton in England, and I really wanted to leave. (laughs) I love the people I worked with, but It was time to move on due to it maybe not being the best place for me to be working anymore due to various reasons. 
lots of disgruntled guests, lots of bickering and politics between volunteers and residents that lived within this hostel. It was just time to move on. At the time, though, it was about eight or nine months before I was due to move to Costa Rica. So for some family and friends, it kind of seemed a bit needless to change jobs, considering I was going to be leaving the country within the year. But for me, I just had a feeling, like a gut feeling that it was time to move on, try something new. And I think most importantly, I wanted to enjoy and appreciate my remaining time in England as much as I could. And that's another important lesson as well, is never be afraid to change something. Even people are saying like, oh, it's not necessary. We know how we feel inside. So for me, after having been a student at School of the World, as I spoke about previously on a podcast, I've always liked the idea since then of working in a language school or a language department to return the favour that I had been given in Costa Rica and to, you know, to give back what I'd learned from people and what I'd experienced. So in my home city of Brighton, there are a lot of language schools, lots of language academies. So I was able to look at different options. And there was one job in particular, it was a receptionist job that was available. And at the time, technically for me, it would have been a step down in, in my career, but it really didn't bother me because I wanted that work environment. And I knew how it would only be for a short period. So that really wasn't an issue for me. The problem was I was so desperate to leave my other job and so desperate for this job that I put too much faith into getting the job. And I went to the interview with so much, or maybe even arguably too much confidence, that when I didn't get the job, I felt like a huge sense of disappointment that I almost couldn't accept because I'd focused so much on the outside factors, wanting out of my current job, how this was a new experience I wanted, that I thought I was overqualified and therefore in some way doing them a favor by working for them. All of this stuff was irrelevant. And I focused on my ideal situation over the reality of the actual situation. So after a period of time of feeling somewhat sorry for myself, about a month later or so, another job became available at a different language academy in a position that I was actually more suited to doing. And I got this job. And I spent the remaining seven months in England in what was easily by far my favourite job that I had up until leaving England, by far my favourite one, and I made some friends for life in such a short space of time. Other benefits as well of working there, I was able to use Spanish, which was great practice in general, to communicate with the students from Latin America and from Spain, and also to be prepped for going back to Costa Rica, to use that over those months. And I was also able to use other skills that I picked up throughout my working career in different jobs, and most importantly, I enjoyed waking up going to work every day. Those last seven months, at no point did I wake up and think, oh, no, I've got to go to work. Arguably, that's because I knew it was a day closer to leaving each time. But had I stayed in my previous job, that would not have been the case. And it would have been somewhat hellish to crawl out of bed each morning in those uh, England winters to go to that job. So this situation here, I didn't get what I wanted originally, but it led me to something far greater, something much better. So if you're a regular listener of the Union Power Coaching Podcast, you will know that I've spoken a couple of times now about going to do a yoga teacher training course this coming August. And it was something I was really, really excited about and something I've really, really thought about and mulled over for a long time. And I booked it back in May after, you know, a lot of deliberation and research and really felt I found the right place for me for various reasons 
you know, I'd looked at other options and maybe there were some that were maybe a bit better, but this one just felt like it was a good suit, a good fit for me personally, which really helped me finalize my decision to, to choose the place that I did. And about a week ago, I decided it was time to book my flight because I wanted to be organized and make sure that I got the flight booked before the prices go up. I ordered myself a more portable yoga mat because I use a Manduka Pro long mat, which is easily the best mat available. But at the same time, it's super heavy and really not suitable for lugging around and traveling with. So I ordered myself the Manduka Eco mat to travel with, which is much lighter, much smaller, much more practical for that. This episode is not sponsored by Manduka. I just want to clear that up. Though if you do have a regular yoga practice, I really, really recommend investing a little more money into a super good mat because it will last you a lifetime rather than buying those cheaper foam ones, you know, a couple of times per year. If you're going to do yoga regularly, really, really get yourself a good mat. It's uh, essential, I think. So anyway, that's enough of me ranting and uh, talking about yoga mats. A couple of mornings ago, I was working and I received a message from the yoga teacher training school telling me that they were now cancelling the course, just three weeks shy of the planned start date. So obviously I was gutted and really disappointed with the short notice and my wife as well was really disappointed and told me that she wanted to cry because she knew how much I'd been looking forward to it and all the things I'd done to make it possible and the things I'd moved around and everything, the rescheduling. So... Here I am again, much like in 2018 with the language school job, something I hear I've put a lot of faith into, something I've really put up on a pedestal of importance and meaning and I've invested time and thought and of course money as well into paying a deposit for this course. So I could go down the road like before where I feel like I can bring myself down, I let it bring me down. I can start looking at the small details, in this case arranging a flight, buying a yoga mat, rearranging different things in my life to make it possible. All of these things were begging me to indulge in them, begging me to, to feel wronged. But I can genuinely say, above all of the disappointment, above all of the disillusion, there was a real sense of, okay, what does this mean then? What opportunities will this now present to me? Because I only need to confirm with this school about a refund of my deposit, and that's it. I can update my work schedule, put my availability back again, look at maybe refunding my flight or changing the flight in some way to still utilize that ticket. The new yoga mat is going to be used. I'm going to travel again in my life. I can use it. I can use it at home if I want to as well. This really isn't the end of the world situation that I could have blown it up to become as disappointing as it was. So I sat down with my wife and we thought about, okay, let's analyze the facts of the situation. So the first question I asked myself was, was this something I really wanted to do? Or was it just something I would have found fun and interesting? And the answer was that yes, definitely something I wanted to do. And something I definitely wanted to pursue still. The next question was, was this something I needed to do right now? And again, the answer was yes, because firstly, these courses are significantly cheaper in Colombia where I'll be living now up until the end of September. And also because when I get back to Costa Rica, I want these skills fresh in my mind. I want all of this information really, really in my mind and ready to get back into those yoga studios and teaching people. 
Therefore, we arrive quite quickly at the conclusion that we need to look into alternatives for me. So we thought about it and thought about it. And my wife in her downtime as well was looking at other locations in Colombia that offer yoga teacher trainings. We looked at the dates that would match up with the time frame we were working with and with the budget as well, or at least within a stretchable budget. And weirdly, we came back to the first one I'd looked at in May that I'd wanted to go to in a really nice location right on the beach in what I guess you could call like an eco-lodge. The dates were a bit tight, but doable. Though the price was a significant jump, which wasn't ideal because I'd saved for a certain course. That was my budget. But I thought to myself, if you don't ask, you don't get. So I explained my situation via WhatsApp to, to the school. And I thought they might offer me some kind of support or see what they can offer me. Maybe they'll offer me a deal. And that's exactly what happened. I explained that my course had been cancelled last minute and that my budget was restricted. And I wondered what they could they could offer for me. And they gave me a great deal. They understood my situation. They couldn't match the price of the other one, but they could give me a significant discount and offer me a few other perks as well that made it worth my while. It made me feel like, okay, I'm paying a bit more, but I'm getting more as well. So this really gave me a sense of, well, this place is offering a really good service. They really want to help. And it made me think, wow, this is going to be a really cool place to go because they're obviously really cool people, nice people, and they want to do good things for people. So after everything, I found myself back here where I originally had wanted to go, arguably a better location with more perks. And this was arranged within about six hours of the other one cancelling on me. And this is only because I didn't let that disappointment overwhelm me and waste days or weeks or months of my life with sadness and feeling, you know, like it was unjust. Obviously, I've not been yet, so I can't confirm for sure if it worked out for the best. But what I can say is I have a really good feeling about going to this place. And I've barely really given a thought to the cancellation of the other course because... What could I do? There's nothing I can do about it. So I let that go and just use that momentum to help me find these other alternatives. I think of it as like when we're driving down the wrong road. As soon as we realise it's the wrong road, we have to get off at the first possible exit to get onto the right road. And once we're on that right road, everything becomes much clearer and begins to make a lot more sense. To end today's episode, I want to look back at the main take-homes from these experiences and how we can incorporate them into our lives to avoid letting these disappointments and these setbacks impact us too much and instead let them kind of project us forwards onto bigger and better things. So number one is don't let the feeling of disappointment develop a dark cloud above our heads. Take the setback as a way to step back and look at the other options that are now in front of us. Focus on just organising what needs to be dealt with and nothing else, then walk through those new doors that have been opened and see what's going to be presented to us. The second one is, don't let these unrelated and irrelevant thoughts take up any of our thinking time. We will have these thoughts Undoubtedly, they will leak into our train of thought, but we have to flush them out as quickly as we can because they're not useful, they're not factual, and they're just going to hold us back and drag out this process that doesn't need to be dragged out. 
Number three is not to put so much importance onto something. Having goals and ambitions are great and are, I think, really necessary, but we don't have to build them up so much to the point where not reaching them is the end of the world for us or a complete failure for us. We need to stay realistic and focused and keep our egos in check if they start acting up. Number four is to be open and aware of new opportunities. They might not always be the same as the previous ones we'd hoped for, but by embracing what comes our way and seeing where it takes us can often actually take us to a place that we might not have found on our own had everything run smoothly as we'd hoped for. We need to have faith that everything happens for a reason and that this faith can lead us onwards and upwards as well. And lastly, number five is we need to make sure that we remember when things go well and turn out for the best so that next time we experience a setback, this muscle memory can kick into place and push those right buttons in our mindset to get us where we need to be. So we mustn't neglect or undervalue when things go well. It's so easy to do that because we focus so much on the negatives, but we mustn't undervalue when things go well. Savor that feeling and go back to it anytime that we need to when we need that inspiration and we need that positive momentum. So thank you once again for joining me for today's podcast about moving on from disappointment and setbacks. As always, please do like, subscribe, share, comment, all of that stuff. It means so much to me. Follow on social media at Union Power Coaching. I hope you have a fantastic week. I hope that you bounce back from anything that doesn't go your way. See the positives in it. Move forward. Keep smiling. Stay happy. Stay well. Until next time, goodbye. For more details about transformation coaching, mindfulness and yoga classes, please visit unionpowercoaching.com. Thank you.